We will be victorious because we are counting the Omer and tomorrow is Shavuot. Transforming ourselves from that barley carnal nature prayerfully, hopefully, you've been pressing in and counting the Omer with us to get to Shavuot, that wheat heavenly nature. So, got a, um, a topical teaching, topical teaching today, a little bit controversial because it is entitled... I've entitled it, The Great, The Great, if I can get my words out straight today, The Great Controversy. The Great Controversy. The greatest controversy of all is my flesh and your flesh, isn't it? And that's what we really, really do need to overcome. But I'm not going to just stop there. I'm going to delve into all kinds of areas today preparing us not only for Shavuot tomorrow and the indwelling power of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, but hopefully preparing you and I for this season that we are now in. Four things, you like that when I do that, don't you? Four things to start off with. Number one, of course, the Ohm account transforming us from the barley nature into the wheat harvest that comes at Shavuot. Barley, of course, being animal food, wheat being human food, transferring us from that lower realm, that base nature, that carnal nature, fear, angst, anxiety, all of that stuff, arguments and controversy, into that area where we can now ascend into the heavenly man at the wheat harvest, number one. Number two, how do we get there? Well, a lot of it is accepting and returning. We need to accept responsibility for our sins. We need to accept that some people want to live in the controversy. And it's not our duty to go into the controversy with them. We accept and we return. We don't have to engage. That's a decision. Because S.A. Tan operates, thrives in controversy, but we don't have to do that. Now, many of us haven't learned that except through the Holy Spirit. Now is teaching Yahweh's people worldwide during this pandemic time of how to accept and return so that you don't have to be in the controversy that is our world. Because that is their system, but it is not the Heavenly Father's system. Number three, withstanding, withstanding and transforming ourselves within 10 days. Because that 10 days is coming upon the whole earth. What will we do within that 10 days? And finally, the greatest, number four, the greatest controversy will be dealing with the revelation of the sky gods. Dealing with the revelation of the sky gods, which is going to be the greatest controversy that, of course, they, being the occult, can bring upon this primed and receptive world that is ready to receive it. 
So it's just going to be a light topical teaching today, not really going to touch on turning me heavy subjects. But let's begin with this, Colossians, the second chapter, the 16th verse. Let me give you a tip. Let no pagan therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in the respect of a festival or of a new moon or of the Sabbath days which are a shadow of good things to come. But the body of Moshiach alone is to judge. Let no pagan judge you. Those that are in the controversy, don't let them judge you. Let your heavenly Father judge you and judge yourselves. Judge ourselves. The feasts of Yahuwah are shadow pictures of good things to come, for sure and for certain. But there has to be first a tarrying before it can be implemented in the people of faith. There must be a tarrying. That is what the counting of the Omer signifies. It's that time of tarrying. The expectation of the initial faith manifesting in tangible, real power. We must have an expectation that we must manifest. Meaning we can't just hyper-spiritualize our faith. It actually should be walked out each and every day. Passover is the conception point. Shavuot, tomorrow, is the new birth. Now remember, it's, it's Passover that is the bridge that enables you to pass over judgment, right? Just as a bridge lets you pass over a piranha-infested lake, Right? Passover, then, is the bridge that connects the spring feasts to the full feasts. And what do I mean? Well, remember, in John chapter 20, in the 17th verse, Yahushua, he looked kind of like he was out there tending to the vegetables, possibly in a garden, and he said, Touch me not. I have not yet ascended to my Father. Yet, sometime later, when Thomas is full of doubt, he says to Thomas in the 20th chapter of John, in the 27th verse, Reach hither thy finger, and behold thy hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. What happened between him being appearing, appearing as something, and then manifesting? Well, he ascended into the heavenlies between the time of the garden and Thomas and placed his blood on the Yom Kippur altar. Then he descended, and it was fine then for Thomas to touch his body because he had done the Yom Kippur service. So Passover is the connecting rod to Yom Kippur that passes you over the judgment, because Yahushua in the Passover actually fulfilled Yom Kippur, the service, by placing his blood in the heavenlies 
on the Yom Kippur altar, passing over judgment for those who would believe in his death, burial, resurrection by faith. Does that make sense? So there is the Passover, the connecting rod. And if you look in Leviticus 16, chapter 21, in the particular service, it must be performed by the hand of a suitable man. By the hand of a suitable man is how it comes across in the translation. And by the hand of a suitable man, Yahushua was able to pass over the judgment, making the connection rod between the spring feasts and the full feasts. I'm setting a stage for you. Do you understand that so far? Okay. So somewhere in betwixt Passover and the full feasts, which begin with a warning blast, we find ourselves ten days, don't we? Ten days before the judgment between Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, and Yom Kippur, you have ten days. Ten days before the judgment, before the end. And here we are at Shavuot, currently. So what's next? So what's next? Prophetically. I just laid it out for you. Withstanding the ten days. Enduring the ten days that come before the judgment. Which can, which can only happen, you're only going to be able to withstand the ten days if you were at Shavuot and received the Ruach HaKodesh. Because the scriptures inform us that the disciples waited for 10 days without Yahushua for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh at Shavuot. But we are that generation that is going to come in at the full feasts and we will have the same thing too. A period of 10 days before the gift. We are going to be from Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, to Yom Kippur. There is a 10-day period spoken of in the Revelation. I want to prepare us for that time and show you how I believe it's going to come about. In Acts chapter 1, in verse 6, it is written, When they therefore came together, they asked of him, saying, Master, wilt thou at this time? Restore the kingdom to Israel? They could have asked him anything. But that's the question that was so pressing. That's the question for me. How much more of this world do we have to endure? Master, when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? When are we going to leave Mystery Babylon? When is this whole system going to be done? I mean, how much longer are they going to keep this thing propped up with fiction? How much more? How many? How much longer are they going to keep printing? How much longer is injustice going to be done? How much more fraud can possibly be done on the electorate? How 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 much more longer? How you know? Everybody is seeing it. It's a fiction world. Wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, earthquakes. These are all the birth pangs that we are seeing. And he said unto them, 
It is not for you to know the Moedim, the times or the seasons, which the Father hath put in his power. But ye shall receive, here's Shavuot, ye shall receive power after that the Ruach HaKodesh is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. We're to go to Jerusalem. We're not supposed to stay out here in the nations. We're to go to Jerusalem because that is where our spiritual food is. The institutionalized church, if you will, is a storeroom for the barley believer. The institutionalized church and religion as a whole is a storeroom for the barley believer who are still in their carnal animal nature. And they will forsake the barley storeroom for the promise of the sky gods that's soon to come. Ten days, whether it was before Shavuot for the disciples or before Yom Kippur for us, because we're the full feast generation, the disciples were the spring feast generation, we're the full feast generation, ten days signifies, excuse me, a time of facing our carnal thoughts, a time of facing our carnal fears, a time of facing our daily concerns and addressing them, leaving them behind in pursuit of something far greater, death. We must pursue the death of our carnal nature. We must pursue the death of ourselves. That is what the Father wants us to pursue in this day and age, leaving behind the carnal man and now moving into the death of that carnal man so that we can apprehend the kingdom that is actually here, that has been not stepped into because we've been brought up in the controversy, never been able to access the remedy that has been there since the crucifixion. I want to explain that to you. In the ninth verse of Acts chapter 1, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, he went up. And behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. They were not in the carnal nature. They had been transfigured into their garments of light, leaving this carnal nature, death to self, transfigured into the higher nature is what Yahweh has for us. Then we continue on, the 11th verse of Acts chapter 1. 
Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into the heaven? This same Yahusha, which is taken up from you into the heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into the heavens. Yahusha's ascension was on the 40th day of the Omer, meaning there was what? Ten days of angst, ten days of aloneness, ten days of lack of comfort before the promise of comfort, ten days of being very uncertain, ten days of listening to all kinds of propaganda, ten days of being afraid and uncomfortable all in the lower realms of the carnal nature before we are, I believe, called right now to address those ten days in all of our lives because we all have been brought up to accept it as our reality, but it doesn't have to be. I want to show you. Look, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Exodus chapter 16, Shemot chapter 16, verse 36. Now, an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. An omer is a tenth part of an ephah. What does that mean? Many are called to be a part of the harvest the lump, the ephah, but few are willing to face the ten days of pressing and refining to ascend from their lower self and become the true you, the true me. You have to face, we all have to face our own ten days so that we can actually become the tenth part. You have to face the ten days so that you can become the tenth part. Otherwise, you're going to be left in your lower realms, in your carnality. You'll never be able to transfigure out of this body into the garments of light that are being prepared for us. As the world prepares to meet the sky gods, something else is happening to believers. Bear with me. I'm going to lay this all out for you. Meaning, you and I have to be ready to accept. We need to accept. We need to accept all of our mistakes. We need to accept all of our wrongs. We need to accept all of our sinning. We need to lay the blame where the blame belongs on ourselves alone it's nobody else's fault you did it you did it you're the sinner i did it i'm the sinner we need to come to that you can't blame your parents you can't blame your enemies we need to accept our sin publicly publicly We first need to accept the reality and confess and repent. Then you can turn anew 
and accept once you've done that then you can accept everything everything that has ever been done wrong to you just accept it every conspiracy against you every lie every hurt every wound everything that this world tries to bring to controvert accept it all and return it back to whence it came and when you do that you now begin to step into the kingdom of Yahuwah this is a true thing this is a true thing because when you return what has been presented to you from whence it originates then you're set free indeed according to the remedy of scripture when that happens in our lives we're able to move from one realm into the other and we become the tenth deal the tenth deal is that what you I want to be the tenth part I don't want to be the other nine I want to be the tenth part in Exodus chapter 29 verse 40 I'm hope you're tracking with me because I got a lot to lay out big concepts here okay big concepts but I'm going to try and boil it down pretty simply and with one lamb a tenth of a deal of flour it's always been about coming through the web of 10 to become the 10th it's always been about coming through the web of 10 to become the 10th set free set apart that is the very test just like peter's test in leviticus chapter 20 in leviticus chapter 16 verse 29 and this shall be a statute forever unto you that in the seventh month on the tenth day of the month ye shall afflict your souls so ten is associated with trials and tribulations afflictions and testings but it is ourselves the very worst part of me the very worst part of ourselves are testifying that word testifying comes from how only men could have a testimony in a court of law only men could vote until recently why because to testify means to put your testicles on the table to put your lower realm and carnality on the table and engage in the controversy and then when you do that you're in your lower carnal nature the moment you testify you've lost did Yahushua testify to himself once once did he when all kinds of things were brought against him did he ever make a claim did he ever testify even when he said it is not what you say but the son of man shall descend when he quoted and said that it wasn't his words he was quoting the prophet daniel 
And it was Daniel's testimony that had been given from the Father in heaven. Because Yahushua always said that my Father testifies for me. If Yahushua testified for himself one time, he would not have been the Messiah. Because he would have lost the remedy to overcome death. And if we engage in our lower nature, we will be always enslaved in mystery Babylon. But it is now to time to come out of her, my people, and let that world thrive and then implode in their controversy. Because the ultimate great controversy that they are about to engage and bring upon the whole world is the revelation of their man-made fiction sky gods. And it is going to be a massive confusion and controversy. And if you even engage in it, you're lost. You're lost. You'll never be able to get out of it. Let me continue. So 10 is associated with trials and tribulations, afflictions and testing. But it's ourselves, the very worst part of ourselves, our testifying, our defending, our arguments, our claims that ensnare us. They absolutely ensnare us into Satan's territory, which is controversy. He thrives in controversy. Yahushua will never enter into a controversy. Which brings me to that book, Ellen J. White's book, which was called The Seventh-day Adventist, Ellen G. White. It was called The Great Controversy. And it describes a theme played out between Satan and Yahushua. But here's the thing. Here's the thing where she's so wrong. Satan alone can only operate in the controversy. There was never a controversy between Satan and Yahushua. Yahushua never even stepped into the controversy. Satan was waiting for him to step into the controversy, trying to test him to step into the controversy, but he never did. Because if he did, then Satan would have won. There would have been no way out and no remedy to overcome death. Because in controversy, there is no remedy. There is only judgment, Yom Kippur. In controversy, there is no remedy. There is only judgment. You have an argument with your spouse. There is only going to be judgment. There's never going to be remedy there. You have an argument with your children. There's only going to be judgment. You have an argument with another believer that doesn't believe like you. You enter into that controversy, there's only going to be judgment. There will never be remedy. It's not available in that realm. That is why this whole world now is all about controversy, because there is no remedy. And you're stuck politically, socially, racially. Controversy, controversy, controversy. Let's stir up as much controversy. It doesn't matter what your flavor is. Just pick one and step into it and you will never have the remedy. That's what this world is pushing. That is their final solution. It's all controversy. You're going to see it more and more as the days approach. There will be no remedies. Because it cannot exist in the world that they have constructed. 
It's a false construct, but it doesn't exist in their world. Because it comes from the Father in heaven. It's in a different world. It's in a higher realm. It's in the higher nature that we have to step into. Yahushua was never in a controversy with Satan, Ellen G. White. Never. And because he wasn't in a controversy, he was able to access the remedy over death for you and for me in my father's house my son there are many rooms if it were not so would I have told you that I go there today to prepare a place for you there were two thieves both that had stepped into controversy one was entangled in the web of controversy and was arguing against the Son of Man. There was never going to be a remedy for him, was there? But the other, the other, all of a sudden realized, oh my goodness, I'm in the controversy. I must repent of my sins. And I must accept full responsibility for my wrongs. And once I have done that, then I will be offered the remedy and I will be pulled out into a higher realm where there is no judgment. Our whole world is based upon that premise. But you have to be the tenth part to live it. And that's the only way we will get through this next time in this world season. Because they are stirring up the greatest controversy ever to come upon mankind. And it is planned and 2020 primed it. And I'm going to explain this further. So, there is a place, my friends, that is prepared for us. And it is prepared and has. Listen to this. It has always been there waiting for us to accept it our whole lives. It has been there for me my whole life waiting for me to accept it. But I was always arguing, fighting, in the controversy, trying to survive, trying to be successful, trying to do this, trying to be this, right? Engaged, forever engaged in the world, in the controversy, that I never stepped into what was already prepared for me. From I foreknew you in the womb, saith Yahuwah, to the prophet Jeremiah. The whole world's plan is to keep you in a state of controversy in all things. Debate, avarice, justice, equality, arguments, claims of the flesh. That's all controversy. This whole world right now. I want equality. I don't want equality. I want equity. 
equity. Equality means where you could have somebody that's really highly intelligent and somebody who is unlearned and they can barely read, but their outcome is exactly the same. I don't think that's right. I think everybody should have the same opportunity, but that doesn't mean that their result should be the same. That's the difference between equality and equity. Equality means that, you know, you've got somebody that's phenomenal at basketball and somebody that's lousy at basketball, but they should both come out the same. That's equality. And they both end up on the NBA. That's not right. Equity is that both of them are given the same opportunity, but the results may not be the same depending on their ability. Because what you're blessed with, I may not be blessed with. But we all, regardless, should have the same opportunities. But this world does not understand that, or they don't want you to know the difference. Because equality is in the controversy. Keeps everybody arguing. Well, I, hang on a minute, I should have the same stuff as you should have. Even though you're, you know, highly skilled, you had this education, or you're an entrepreneur, and, you know, I just want to sit at home and collect government checks, but, you know, we should have the same kind of stuff. We should be the same. Well, now we're in the controversy. That's what this world has set you all up for, set me and you up for. It's the lower realms of our flesh. It's a daily existence of based upon angst and fear, where you live outside the gates, always trying to attain what's inside, but never accepting and returning the invitation. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. For none of those things which thou shalt suffer, behold, the devil, Satan, shall cast some of you into prison, that they may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto the end, and I will give thee the crown of life. When is the crown of life given? It's given after Yom Kippur at Sukkot the coronation, the crown of life. We need to accept our prison. We need to accept our trials. We need to accept our tribulations and be faithful unto the death of ourself. That's what we need to do. Then, when, when we die to our need to defend ourselves, when we die to our need to testify about ourselves and what's right and what's wrong and what's fair and what's equal, when we die to that, we attain what has already been set in place for us since the crucifixion and resurrection, just waiting for us to step into and accept that is the kingdom of heaven now, here. We can just accept it and walk into it. Acts chapter 25, verse 6, it is written, And when he had tarried among them more than ten days, he went down unto Caesarea. And the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commanded 
pool to be brought. So there we have the 10 days again correlating with a time of overcoming the judgment. How? By self-judgment. If you do not judge yourselves, you shall be judged. Daniel in the first chapter, the 12th, 14th, 15th verse. Prove thyself, I beseech thee, for ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Better start purifying yourself. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. Ten days of testing ourself. And at the end of ten days, their countenance was transfigured. They shed their garments of skin. They appeared fairer. I am so sick of this bodysuit, right? This carnal nature of mine. We can accept and ascend through the ten days. Then our countenances will be transfigured into the kingdom realm. In Nehemiah, in the fifth chapter, in the 18th verse, it is written, Now that which is prepared for me daily was one ox and six choice sheep. Also fowls were prepared for me, and once in ten days store of all sorts of wine. Yet for all this required not I the bread of the governor, because the bondage, the judgment, was heavy upon this people. Do you see the correlation again? When the bondage is heavy upon the people, only the one in ten is the abundance portion oh come on I mean is it so obvious to me but not to you I'm getting all hung up in my wires back here today what's going on help me out need to stretch need to stretch my cords are too tight my cords of chastisement are too tight around me Self-flagellation here. That's better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Calm down. That was the 18th verse of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, chapter 5. When the bondage is heavy upon the people, only the one in ten is the abundance portion. Bring on the bondage. Put me in the prison. Put me in that realm. And I will then be able to confess my sin, realize that it stops here. And then I repent and confess. And then I am then able to access and realize that everything that is brought upon me I no longer need to be in the controversy. I accept everything you do, everything you do to me, everything you say about me, everything. I I accept it and I return it back to you because that's for you. That belongs now. The liability is on you because that is the world in which you live. And now I access the remedy 
because there is a place that has been prepared for me that now that I have done that I can now move into that realm because I will not testify and lay my carnal nature before you anymore because it will only put me in your controversy my flesh must be crucified your flesh must be crucified because this world is catering to the controversy I'm afraid I'm gonna die you could kill me you could kill me stay away from me stay away from me you could be dangerous oh there's danger there oh here's your remedy oh yes stick it in my flesh oh let me do it's all about controversy and carnality you fools And it's just going to set you up for the sky gods that they have been manufacturing in fiction world for the past 70 years. And the barley storehouse believer will become godless to accept the sky gods and deny the one true Elohim because they're in the barley storehouse which has catered to their carnality and can't give them the answers of the controversy of which this world now exists. There will be no remedy in this world. There will be no political remedy. There will be no financial remedy. There will, they have no remedy available to them but death. You do realize that. There are two ways. The way of the unrepentant thief and the way of the repentant faith. Which gate? We are there, my friends. I did. Uh, I'm sure there was ten lepers that came to me. I'm sure you know. I mean, that's a very poor impression of Yahushua because he would not be angry like that. But that is just me, you see. Because I'd be like, I'm sure, didn't I heal ten? But only one returns. It's the difference between the Ephah and the Omer. Right. It's the one part of the tenth. The one part of the tenth. Where are the other nine? Most believers, those actually healed of their sin and disease, won't ever come to accept and return. There's the, there's the principle laid out of accepting and returning after you've repented of your sin, you accept and return. Let alone the worldly tears, they cannot even comprehend of what I am speaking now. Oh, I think I get it and then I'll misconstrue it into something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they do not have the Ruach HaKodesh within them. As the Malkitzedic priesthood, we get the Levitical priesthood dismissed. The case of the Levitical priesthood is dismissed. The case of the Levitical priesthood brings a dismissal. Why? Because it is carnal in its nature. It is operating in the law of controversy. The book of the law 
was a law of controversy. It was created out of controversy. There was no remedy available within it. The remedy was in the book of the covenant, which was a covenant and not a controversy. So you can't look for salvation and remedy in controversy. Doesn't exist. Only death, the spilling of bloods, the bull of bloods and goats, every single year, forever. There was insatiable blood, insatiable controversy, with no remedy between man and his creator. Only indebtedness. Indebtedness, 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 debt and controversy are one and the same. It's created just like that, just like that. And if it can be created just like that, can it be remedied just like that? Can it? What do the scriptures teach? The Malkitzedic priesthood, brethren, operates on a different plane of acceptance and jubilee. He became a new feast of unleavened bread, which we are metaphorically to eat by taking of his life through faith. He became a new first fruit by becoming the first fruits of the resurrection offering us a new immersion. He became a new Shavuot by becoming our betrothed bridegroom. And he will, when he returns, be becoming a new Feast of Trumpets and a new Sukkot, having already placed his blood on the Yom Kippur altar, which enabled him to bridge the gap between your sins and bridge that gap that there is no longer a controversy between you and your creator. And you and I have access to the remedy that's been available to us since the crucifixion. First Timothy 2.5 For there is one Elohim and one mediator between Yahuwah and men, the heavenly man Yahusha Hamashiach. There's the remedy. If you stay in the controversy, the only mediator is another man. You want that? How the mediation over your health, the mediation over your finances, the mediation over your life is another man. And most will be like, oh yeah, I really want that. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Unemployment. Oh, yeah, social security, that's going to be great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't wait for that retirement. <laughs> and you now have another man mediating for you. And you don't have access to everything that has already been prepared beforehand. Now, let me finish by calculating a final sum. If three days in the grave bring victory over death and seven and seven 
is the number of completion in Scripture for man, then, bear with me, then for man to overcome the controversy which is in and of himself, his sin, his weakness, his carnality, his fears, his doubts, then surely, wouldn't it make sense that he must add seven and three and be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days, but be thou faithful unto the death. And we've always looked at this as, oh, your head's going to be cut off with a guillotine. But this does not have to mean a literal death. It can. It can, for sure and for certain. But it doesn't have to be limited to that. Here is an eternal state a state of overcoming fear, a state of overcoming flesh, a state of overcoming my own stupidity and folly. That, I think, is what is in view here. Meaning, Shavuot's gift of the Ruach HaKodesh is for us to press in actively, seeking, searching, and relying on the Holy Spirit in our daily lives to guide us through the most carnal, scary, and worldly situations where all of a sudden emotion comes upon me, fear comes upon me, controversy exists, always seeking whom it can devour. Satan thrives in the controversy controversy of COVID, the controversy in relationships, the controversy in the courts, the controversy in debt, the controversy in communities, the controversy in racial and social inequality, the controversy in politics. We must flee the controversy. Do you see it? How do we do it? By accepting our sin. Accepting whatever the day brings upon us. Whatever the day brings to us, we accept it and then we return it from whence it's come, its author. So whereby we are able to access the Malkitzedic remedy that has been waiting for us since the crucifixion. It's been waiting for us to accept it. But if we've been so busy in the controversy that none of us have been able to access its remedy. It's time to allow Yahuwah to guide us through the minefield of difficult decisions that we must make to nurture the very nature of the Holy Spirit in us, to become dependent upon the Ruach HaKodesh and not lean on our own understanding and not lean upon the understanding of man. Because man is frail. Because man exists in a state of controversy. The world will soon, my friends, will soon embrace the sky gods. 
as S.A. Tan inverts the riddle of Elijah and he introduces the greatest controversy to mankind. Will man depend upon the Ruach or will man follow a false prophet and become dependent upon the sky gods? It's going to be the greatest spectacular controversy ever conjured up. And it comes from the hands of frail men who exist to bring forth such a great controversy. It's their magnum opus of controversies. Their magnum opus of controversies. And if you step into it, if I even step into it and entertain it for a moment, then we have lost We must accept it and return it and access your Malkitzedic remedy. You don't need to engage. Just accept it and return it to its author, Satan. And then you can access the Malkitzedic remedy. Because everybody else, they're going to be fighting in the controversy, <gasps> debating it, investigating it, stepping it, accept it, and return it, and access your higher nature, the Malkitzedic remedy. Go out and stand on the mount before Yahweh, and behold, Yahweh passed by. And a great and strong wind tore the mountains, and it broke it in pieces, the rocks before Yahuwah. But Yahuwah, he was not in the wind. That's a controversy. It causes a bunch of mayhem and confusion. And after the wind, another controversy came. It shook the whole ground. People's houses were falling apart. There were, I'm sure there was lots of arguments as to what was happening. More controversy. But Yahweh wasn't in that controversy of the earthquake either. And after the earth earthquake, there was a massive controversy of fire. Lots of bright lies, major imagery. And everybody engaged in that controversy. But again, Yahweh was nowhere near that controversy. But after that, for those that were able to step out, accept and return, and step out of the controversy, they had the spiritual ears to hear, the blood-tipped ears to hear, the Ruach HaKodesh guide them and hear the still, small voice. I have heard the still, small voice to guide me out of the controversy. And I could never have done it unless I accepted my time in prison of fear, doubt, unbelief, and realizing it's my sin. It's my sin. There's nobody to blame but myself. I am a sinner. 
I have made mistakes. I have done wrong. I confess and I repent. This is the life that Yahushua wants us to lead, to be free of controversy in our lives. Those that choose to live in that realm, that is their choice. But we have a higher calling, for time is short. And there is a great harvest to be brought in. A great harvest to be brought in. There are four stages, my friends that take us from Shavuot into the full feasts. We have to pass through the ten days of testing when the revelation of the sky gods comes to a genetically primed world that is able to receive its special revelation. Because they're really special people. Real special. They've been so special to me the past year. I want to bring to light the key foundational principles accomplished in 2020 and note the four things which set social receptors receiving now that people are ready for the next stage, okay? The first four that we saw last year emphasized the psychological impact of exhaustion, of continued social viral warfare. That was last year. These four factors were used and accomplished last year in 2020. They had to be put down and implemented across the whole world because otherwise these now latter four could never have been housed and sunk in. So there had to be a fourfold foundation that was set forth in 2020, able for them to now roll out the final four in 2021. Let's look at the, last, the first four which were brought forth upon the whole world last year. These are four factors that were used and accomplished. Number one, first off, there was a physiological arousal that was caused by the stress of existing in a continual fight-or-flight social arousal condition last year. Can we all agree to that? It was a total, total layering of that. Everybody, regardless whether it was the left-right spectrum, conservative, liberal, rich, poor, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, the whole world. Physiological arousal. Stimulation deliberately caused upon the society by the stress of existing in a continual fight-or-flight social arousal condition. Number two, there was a cumulative loss of awareness that was happening. The longer that state continued, there was a cumulative loss of awareness. Number three, there was a reduction of accesses to good intel and there was a reduction to community adhesion. Number three. Number four, the toll of the social elements last year of mistrust, 
fear, propaganda, and the unknown assaulting the individual daily all combine to form a state of prolonged and great fatigue where society becomes unassertive. And that's where we're at right now. Those four things were layered down last year. Now, so these four can be layered on top of it. And this is what you need to be aware of. It's the perversion pattern of the true prophet Elijah's experience. Because what they're going to do is to bring forth a false prophet. They're going to bring forth a false prophet to a society that has become unassertive, docile. The beast. And it's going to be through an inversion process of controversial phenomenon. You see, there is already, as we speak, the clock is ticking on the 180-day countdown, countdown from the Pentagon and spy agencies to reveal what they know about the UFOs has begun, and this happened, that countdown began after the Annual Intelligence Authorization Act was slipped into a COVID relief bill back in December. 180-day um, countdown began. And here's the four that they're going to layer next. Number one, there will be... Now, remember, I told you, this is an inversion and a perversion of the prophet Elijah. The prophet Elijah, a true prophet that does not engage in the controversy... And he gets the remedy of the still small voice and is able to transcend this world in his chariot. The inversion of that, there will be engineered earthquakes to produce archaeological findings, to produce a false truth to diminish or reduce all religious belief. Those Bali believers that are in the storehouse of Bali, they'll lose their religion. Number two, there is going to be holographic images appearing in the clouds. Augmented reality to form a split coherent beam of radiation, which explains why there were all these fires the past several years direct energy weapons. Why? Because they need that to create the holographic images that will appear in the clouds for this augmented reality from a split coherent beam of radiation. The media is already calling this type of phenomena, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a mirage. Yeah, it was a mirage. They're insane. But they've already got the narrative. Oh, yes, there was a mirage. Right? They've already said that. Okay? Number three, they're going to lay it down telepathic communication. 5G, hypersonic sound sending beams into the individual skull. They already took out a bunch of diplomats doing it. Okay? 
hypersonic sound sending beams into the individual's skull to stimulate the inner ear. Now, the invasive PCR test was a receptor site prep allowing the VAX targeting delivery system to disseminate the new information throughout the central nervous system. And number four, the electronic provision of supernatural manifestations, EMF attractors. They are now pumping through the body. There's people who can put magnets on VAC sites. Oh, they've debunked that. Of course they did. CNN can debunk anything truthful, right? What's the purpose of this? making a corrupted, once human, able to hear and view, manufactured, listen, manufactured intradimensional entities as if they were real. They'll believe that they're sky gods and that they're speaking to them. They're going to hear the voice in their head. Electronic provision of supernatural manifestations. They're called EMF attractors. They've already got them in the skin. They've already got them pumping through the populace. These are now intradimensional entities they will believe are real. Oh, is this speaking to me? We need to get real. We need to get real like the prophet Elijah, with the Ruach HaKodesh deep down within us because the rest of mankind is getting set up for the fall of fools, the greatest of controversies. And they will not make it past the 10 days. They will not make it past the 10 days. We really need to be merciful to one another and we need to be slow to judgment. Nothing is too big for Yahuwah, nothing. but you can be too big for you. I can be too big for me. And if I'm too big for me, then I'll never repent. I'll never humble myself, and I'll never be able to access the remedy provided, because I think I've got it all. But when we can crush our flesh, confess our sins and repent, then we're able to now accept and return so that they stay in the controversy and we live in another realm and access Yahuwah's remedy that's been there since the crucifixion. Which thief do you want to be? We've all robber, robbed, stolen and plundered. We've all destroyed. We're all sinners. We have an option. There were two thieves caught in a controversy. There was you and there was me. One accepted and returned. That's repentance. That's called teshuva, to accept and return. And when you make teshuva, you access the remedy. We must now seek to find those 10 days of reformatory to try our flesh, 
to be faithful unto the death of ourselves. And he will give thee the remedy to life. That is where we should be moving as a people in preparation for the greatest controversy that's about to be played out on mankind with the sky gods. Have a blood-tipped ear that you may hear and the eyes to see what I'm laying down today. And it will only be by the hearing the still small voice of the Ruach HaKodesh. Don't shoot the messenger. You pray and seek Yahuwah. But we live in very, very strange times. But there is a remedy available for all of us. Let's see what you guys have got to say in the chat. And remember, tomorrow is Shavuot. And we have got a lot going online. So you can go to TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect. And you can connect. I think we've got some live stuff happening tomorrow. And if you want me to pick up on some chat today, then please redline me in the chat. And I'll see if I can get to your... Um, Questions or comments. Hopefully you guys were able to track with me today. It was a bit of a different teaching, a bit of a topical. All right, let's see what we got here. Okay. Diesel Grandma, Shabbat Shalom up there in Snohomish. She's putting up a few notes here. Number one, stress from continual fight or flight. Two, cumulative loss of awareness. Three, reduce, reduced of truth and community cohesion. Four, state of great fatigue. That's what they laid down last year to get people to be able to be docile, ready to receive the next layer of spectacular, spectacular sky god controversy. And don't think that this is something new. Of course, you can see this on the walls of many Egyptian tombs. They were monkeying around with this stuff back with Nimrod. What's that? Oh, yeah. They love the carnal nature. Rob Burns. Shabbat Shalom there, Rob. Rob says, just like when they heard the harps or the music in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, they were supposed to bow to the image. The people jabbed will hear the same through 5G. Well, there you go. James P. is saying, throw your TVs out of the window. Well, there you go. <laughs> Ah, let's see. Breathe, think, love. Shabbat shalom. Breathe, think, love says, notice the commonality of the four things. All has to do with menticide, the killing of the mind.
Here we go. Little tree. Shabbat shalom. Little tree. Wearing 100% linen or wool, but not mixed together, is also healing and protective. Just can't mix the two fabrics together. Thank you, little tree. That is a very good, you know, people, um, you can, um, you know, sleep in linen sheets. Very nice. You know, wearing your linens. Very nice. And then you can get some grounding mats as well. And I think you can put those. It's good to do some grounding, you know, earthing, I think they call it, right? Which is grounding. Because of all of this bloody radiation, then we have some little, um, we have an EMF thing over our meter. Because, you know, those meters are transmitting all kinds of garbage, right? And you need to get, you know, uh, uh, a Faraday cage for your device as well. Just because that, that's track, they're listening all the time. The Russian, the Russian, Shabbat Shalom, the Russian. The Russian says, my wife is an ultrasound technician that had a patient come in because a magnet was sticking to her, her arm after COVID and she was freaking out about it. Well, of course, CNN has debunked that, right? So your wife doesn't know what she's talking about, the Russian. See, that's what they want you all to believe. Oh, that's been debunked. Give me a break. The Russian's wife actually is testifying about it too. Thank you, the Russian. Jeez, these people are insane. Craftcast Nate. I hear that Oregon is going to VAC cards. If you're still thinking about moving, come check us out in Arizona, <laughs> I love it. Arizona, Arizona. Shabbat Shalom, Baruch Hashem, Yahweh. Yeah, it's some. It's pretty cool times to be around. You know, yeah, lots happening, a lots going on. Let's see. Now, Cairo Alexander is saying true. This is about the linen and wool. But he's saying, don't wear wool socks. My dad did that, and it was not good. Why? He had stinky feet? Well, I like to wear wool socks. I love the wool socks myself. My running socks are wool socks. Here we go. Alex S. Shabbat Shalom. You guys have got some good stuff on here today. Fluoride calcifies the pineal gland our antenna to the creator. Of course, and they've been radiating people in the head for a year with those bloody um, temperature things, right? Modesto Gaza, Shabbat Shalom, Modesto. He says, ask the elites, celebrities, and politicians if the magnets stick to their arms. Cairo Alexander is testifying that his dad does have very stinky feet. There you go. See, getting back down into that carnal nature there. Hey, um, let's see. Um, Um, Shabbat Fellowship, put up the time tomorrow that everybody is going to be on the, um, the Shavuot live 
um, broadcast, not broadcast, the live um, Zoom. Thank you. Shabbat. Put it up here in the chat, will you, please? Truth like Velcro. Shabbat shalom there. Truth like Velcro. Velcro, excuse me. Wow, at Torah to the tribes, we are to pray to escape all, the thi- all these things. But if we don't, we have to spend 10 days of awe to reflect upon our souls and to prepare us for the real harpaza right before Yom Kippur. Yes, all about basically transcending our lower nature, isn't it? It really is. We are our own worst enemies. Doesn't matter what anybody does to you. Doesn't matter what anybody says. We have the remedy if we would just deal with our own iniquity. And then I'm free. Truly free. It's just the most amazing thing. Most amazing. Christine Beamer, you're so funny. She says, Matthew, I think your message tonight will put therapists out of business who are booked so far out these days. <laughs> oh, now, now, Sonia Dean, Sonia Dean, Shabbat Shalom, Sonia Dean. She says, Shungite, an organite, has been helpful against 5G. Organite can be made at home. Well, put a link in there then. Show us how. Give us the ingredients. Let's do it. Let's shungai and organize up. What's that? Organite. Is that it? I never heard of it before. So I'm just going, uh, organite. Organite. Shungit. Okay. Shavuot service is at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Now, Yahira Gonzalez says, Matthew, thank you for mentioning about Ellen G. White controversy book, unless it's Ellen H. White. I think it's G. White controversy book. Is it H or G? G. G. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. Now I can see now why there was so much controversy in the adults and church as I grew up. Exactly. And then she hashtags, I left Hashtag humble beginnings. Well, what a blessing. And we're so blessed to have you here. Mm-mm-mm. James Christie. Shabbat Shalom, James. James says the direct sound is something I can truly understand. There's bone conduction headphones available where people can listen to sounds and music near the temple not the ear get down now bill crane shabbat shalom bill says matthew excellent message well thank you brother i wasn't sure how it was going to be received i just like you know i'm just going to go out on a limb it articulated complicated concepts he knew us before the womb understanding this is the beginning of separation from the world this will protect us we are called to come out of her my people and if you don't come out of her you're going to be constantly engaged in a controversy for the rest of your life and you will be left to the hands of man and they will never ever be able to provide you the remedy it's a false hope all they will do will monetize you 
That's it. They'll either warehouse you in the penal system or they'll monetize you out in this world through debt. That's it. Dutch man left the SDA three years ago, Baruch Hashem Yahuwah. Much more truth says, insert Neuralink here, Skull Sound Tech. Yes. No, I mean, no, I'm not approving of such things. Give, let's give um, Yahira a remedy for... Um, migraines. Right now, everybody, let's join in prayer for Yahira. Father, that you would intercede in Yahira's life and just recalibrate her mind and her brain through the power of your Ruach HaKodesh, that she would overcome Abba Yahuwah, overcome migraines. Father, we lift up our sister and we pray for her healing in the mighty name of Yahushua HaMashiach. Everybody said, Amen. What Bible would I recommend? I recommend either the scriptures from South Africa or the Restoration True Name Edition Bible is what I recommend. Yes. Now here's a good one from Little Tree. I totally encourage you and all to plant victory gardens. Harvest and learn as much as you can about the healing benefits of plants and sing to the plants and talk to the plants and they will grow, right? Far more. It's good for the soul. Violets can clear migraines too, Little Tree says. Yes, everybody give a thumbs up. Thank you, Ch James the Thorn Bar Baraka. Yahusha, if I got that right. James the Thorn, Baraka Yahusha. Thank you. Please give us a thumbs up and hit that notification and subscribe button. And please do consider supporting the ministry in these times and at all times with your stewardship and offerings. Thank you so much, all of you that do and are so faithful. Got a scripture up there from Equinox Walker, 1 Timothy 3.16. Yes, Shabbat Shalom and Hag Sameach to all of you, wherever you are, wherever you are. We made it. It's Shavuot tomorrow. We're in the count. We're in the count. Machiata tells um, Yahira Gonzalez, don't sleep completely flat. Lift your head a bit to avoid the change in pressure. All right, William, William R., I was 87 on the thumbs up out of 306, so let's give us some more thumbs up, please. If you're on here now, thumbs up. Diesel Grandpa is saying, do not buy the Sefer. 
I would, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I, I re-gifted mine. Now, Rebecca Spalding down there in Utah. Are you doing a lot of gardening? Have you got your greenhouses going? Because I, you've sent me some pictures, and she's got some great greenhouses down there. Getting a little gardening going, hopefully, hopefully. All right, I think we're here. Truth Like Velcro is telling us, do you think what you were talking about is Project Bluebeam? Exactly, I think it is. I think they're going to bring that in with Harp and all of the other stuff, right? I didn't realize the jab was to allow the signal to be broadcast from the chemtrail system. Oh. Now, Gene D is talking to Yahira, and she's saying an oxygen can from a sports store. Inhale, count to seven, hold it nine seconds, count, exhale, slow it, do it twice. Each time you get a migraine, repeat more if two times is not enough. Well, thank you, Gene. That sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. Try a cleanse. We've gotten lots of good. A water fast. Fight the urge for sugar. Yeah, you don't, don't want to be doing any of that sugar. Here's another one. Keep the Torah law, upper room says, keep the Torah law of washing hands before rising from your bed. It removes the caliper collected from the night before. Have a good wash. I like all this advice in here we're getting today. Yahira, are you paying attention, Yahira? Mix organic. She's already healed, though, right? Because we just prayed. Yahira, mix organic peppermint essential oil with lavender essential oil in coconut, grapeseed, or almond oil, and apply it. And rub it all over your body and massage it into the cracks of your skin. I don't know why I had to put an Irish accent on there. Maybe they do that in Ireland. Give us a good rub. Oh, was that Scottish? Was that what it was? I don't know what it was. Out of Babylon Homestead, can you elaborate on the Sefer? It's the King Jimmy, basically with the true name added. It's not a, like a major translation revelation. You'll be way better off with the scriptures from South Africa, or I think the best translation is the Restoration True Name Edition. Scriptures. You guys are still going, aren't you? Look, a warm bucket of water with mustard seeds sprinkled on top. Place your feet in it for a while. Mustard seeds, detox us. There you go. We just need a detox. Detox up. There you go. Detox up. Baruch Hashem Yahuwah. Remember, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can get on TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect and get together with brethren because it is Shavuot. And if you are alone, you are never alone with Yahweh. You have the Holy Spirit residing within you. Press in. And remember, everything that we've been looking at today is truly, we need to accept responsibility. We need to repent of our sins. Confess your sins one to another. And then we can be free of the controversies in life. 
and we'll be able to access the remedy that Yahweh has prepared for us. And it's waiting and has always been waiting, but we can never access it if we're arguing and we're in the controversy. So therefore, step in to one of the rooms that Yahushua has prepared for you and I. I pray Yahweh's blessings upon you all. Thank you again for your support. Give us some thumbs up and please consider supporting financially the ministry. And remember, you subscribe to the channel as well and you'll get a notification when we go live. Shabbat Shalom and Chag